This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. How can independent mortgage brokers cultivate organic and sustainable relationships? In this episode of Good Better Broker, we talk with Rich Hunt, the president of AGI in Kirkland, Washington. Rich has been a Scotsman Guide top originator and now oversees 200 plus LOs across the country. He'll explain his approach for staying in front of borrowers and real estate agents and how that translates to repeat business. Episode 35 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Rich Hunt. He is the president of AGI based in Kirkland, Washington. Rich, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, it's so great to have you, Rich. Uh, you are a, a Scotsman Guide top originator. You've been in the business now for 18 years. Uh, and in addition to all of your knowledge as an originator yourself, uh, you now have 200 plus LOs across the country who are with your company. So really excited to to get you on the podcast and, and pick your brain. And as we get started uh, and talk about client retention, and it's so important, as you know, uh, especially in a market like this, give our listeners the breakdown of, of how you've been able to protect your business, your book of business over the years. It's really, but I mean, it's organic. It's staying in front of them and, and uh, being you know part of their their lives really have uh, a good agent relationship is almost like a marriage to a certain extent. You go through high highs and low lows and close them quick. And sometimes that one didn't work out. And uh, it's, just, it's really organic and it's just about staying in front of them and, and pushing the right buttons. So, all right. You said organic and you've also used the word sustainable when you and I talked before this. And, and if someone's listening to this, they're like, ooh, organic and sustainable. It sounds like a trip to Whole Foods. But no, this is this is actually relationships yes. uh, in the mortgage business. Absolutely. That little thing in the corner of your desk that no one seems to pick up anymore. It's your phone, right? And so, um, you know, I found that, you know, just as being an LO throughout the years and uh, you know, being a junior and then senior producing the discussion guide and uh, now running my own company um, in you know, 16 states and a bunch of guys and a bunch of different DBAs, use the phone. You know, I still dedicate an hour a day to calling people um, and I'm busy, right? And so you're never done. There's always something to do. Um, use that phone, give them on the phone. You'd be surprised if you really dedicated yourself to doing that, how, how many more deals you would have in your pipe. If you just dedicated twice a week, an hour a day to calling people, just touching base. And you have real relationships with, with all of your past clients. So I know that our listeners are wondering, you know, what are the, the key principles, if you will, behind all of these relationships that you have with your clients? Well, I mean, it's not a rocket science. It's really simple. I mean, do the right thing, right? Um, we don't get paid for the easy calls. Hey, the loans are, the docs are at uh, escrow or title a week early. We get paid for the hard ones, right? Be honest, stay out in front of it. Um, do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Um, it's, I can't say it enough. Um, be proactive, let them know. Um, again, it just goes back to using that phone, right? They want to hear your voice. 
don't put it off, you know, take care of them. And it's not just what you do for people, Rich. It's how you do it, right? You were saying that people are always going to remember how you made them feel in yes. any interaction. Yeah, in any in any interaction in, in the mortgage industry, we we don't really make anything, do we? We just know people with they want some money, and we know people that have some money and that are value added. And what we get paid for is the middle part, and that's how we do it. That's how we make them feel. And that plays into the tagline that you have for your company. And I, and I want you to explain that for us and how that helps bring your clients back for, for those future opportunities. For yeah. Creating clients for life through education and trust. It's our mantra. Um, just think about those words again, creating clients for life through education and trust. Then that's really what you'll do. If trust is what is defining consistency over time. Right. And so it's being consistent over time. So when you break somebody's trust, you're not consistent over time. You have to re-earn that trust. So creating clients for life through through education and trust. It sounds simple though, but you and I both know that, it, that it's not because you, you've seen you've seen the other side of the coin where, like you said, that trust gets broken. Yes, absolutely. And that's usually, you know, that's getting back on the horse, admitting, you know, we try not to let that happen too much because if you're proactive in, in, in making that hard phone call, Right then, then they're going to trust you. They're not necessarily going to like what you have to say and be happy about what it is, but you're being honest with them and you're getting out in front of an issue. You said earlier, uh, you know, the phone and, and what a key resource that still is, even though we live in an age, you know, where everything is digital and text and, and email and, and so on and so forth. But you, you believe that you should treat every single phone call like it is the only one. Why Absolutely. is that? It's because it's the only one to that person on the other end. Right. You may have 28 deals in your pipe and the guy you're calling may be in $82,000 refi in some area you don't want to do or a tricky loan or a 203k rehab, right? Something just not fun. It, it's the same to the guy that's putting 20% down on a million dollar deal and works at Microsoft W2 cookie cutter, right? It's to them, it is the only deal. And so you need to proceed it that way. And I've never tried to enumerate anything like, oh gosh, if I close that one, it's X, Y, Z dollars, or gosh, that's one's, that's like only twelve hundred dollars commission, or whatever that looks like. Don't enumerate it. Just take care of those people because if it's done right, it's not one deal; it's four deals. And I mean that in a very classical sense. It's either the refi down the road, or the guy he sits across from at his work. Gosh, what a great experience! Gotta call my guy. You know, you have to use them. This kind of thing. Um, Agents are the same way. Like they'll they'll come into a new buyer if you have a really good uh, relationship with an agent. Like you know, buyers will have be pre-approved through you know uh, starts with the queue word, right? I'm not going to say too much. And have their letter, their letter there, and was online. Like I've had agents like there's no way I'm going to write that up for you unless you call Rich, my guy, right? And so it's just that simple. Um, because they trust you because you've created clients for like through education and trust, right? <laughs> they trust you and do it. They know that if you take on that obligation, that, that, you know, if anything happens, it's not because you didn't vet it. It's because something, sometimes things don't just happen, right? And so it's what it is. Yeah, it's, the, it's the nature of the business. Um, it, it's interesting. You said that you used to budget one hour every single day to make calls just to say hi. So yeah. as you as you look back on your career as an originator and you know as you built up that book of business you know how did that commitment every single day help you grow 
it just led to other things. I mean, there, it, it, what I can say about, especially after kind of being on this side of the desk too now and watching young guys come up and get into the industry is that there's two kinds of guys. There's the kinds of guys that will come in and, and say, oh, got it to docs and um, nothing really to do today. I want to go do whatever, right? And tend to do or, or whatever it is. There's always something to do in this business. Um, that phone call that you make may not mean anything, but it could lead to something else that means something. Um, you know, you'll call somebody, an agent, and they'll they'll just say, there's nothing in it for you, except for the long game, right? <laughs> not instantly. And so too many people are very short-sighted in this business, short-sighted thinking, don't think down the road. And just making that one call might lead to like, oh, you know what, actually, glad to call because being on my Uncle Bob were talking the other day, he really wanted to do a refi as soon as that money is a deal purchase maybe down the road or something like that and investment property. These kind of things, right? And so you, you're never going to get that dialogue or anything until you, you know, stay top of mind on those people. And there's no better way to do that than just literally set, set aside some time every day, an hour, 20 minutes, whatever that looks like to you, and pick up the phone. And your interactions with your clients too, you're not just asking them about their, their current situation. I, I love the fact that you're also asking them about, you know, what does the future look like? You know, what do you, what do you want life to look like for you uh, a few years from now? How, how important is that? That's the first question I ask. Like, tell, tell our listeners. I want you to tell them. Yeah, that's the first question I ask is like, where do you, where do you see yourself in a few years? Is this a, a short-term thing? Is this a lifetime home? What, how do you? Or you know, in a refi situation is like, well, how much longer are you going to be in the house? And really, what's what's this all about, right? That's well, we can kind of gauge what's best for them. Your value add is is those questions, or is paying attention to an economic calendar and what's going on and what might have a, a propensity to move rates. You can get your taxes done online, but I hire a tax guy. You can get your insurance online, but I have a broker that tells me you can go get a loan online, but. It's, it's the guy that you hire that tells you not to do this dumb thing or what his advice is. That's the value add, right? And so just knowing a little bit can really help you out. All right. So CRMs, what, what have you used? What do you currently use? And, and tell us about the benefits that you find in them. You know, I, I, I originate less. <laughs> I did 93 million last year and I kind of took my foot off the gas a little bit because I just had to run a big company. And so it's a lot of communication. CRMs, you know, I've, I've, I've always uh, been pretty um, vanilla in that area. If I'm being honest, you know, top of mind, I think I got an account. I, I just am more of a guy that likes to be a little bit more personal about it. I'll have a thought about a client or a, a realtor or somebody. I'll send them a quick email, checking in. Hey, um, you know, basic trigger stuff. Uh, I use UWM CRM was brand three sixty. I think um, just remind me for birthdays. You know, to give a guy a call or send him a text or whatever. Send him an email, or they'll just send him an email and they'll dovetail off of that with something more personal. And um, you know, just stay in front of those guys. If you, if you do it right and you're, and you're accessible, you know, there's a mantra that I used to have in my head all the time: is I get the loan because I answer the phone. I get the loan because I answer the phone, right? I get the loan because I answer the phone, whenever that is. And so if you don't answer the phone, then somebody else is going to get the loan. And, so and, if, and if you can't answer the phone in that very moment, because, you know, things yeah. do come up, uh, make sure you right return back. it. Yeah. <laughs> call them right back. Auto text. If this is an agent, I will call you right back. You can customize them, guys. Yeah. 
make them feel special, make them feel good. You know, I've had uh, just recently, I've had a couple of times where I had such a great, strong relationship with the agent, and I just got to the point where I'm too busy running the company now to 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 really be there for them as much as they need. And uh, uh, an agent woman gives last name on there, but his name was Alex. And he said, Rich man, you kind of you're taking too long to get back to me. So it's like, Alex, you know what's going on? Like, I've grown this company. It's like a lot of people, and I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I just can't be there. I gotta do this thing. He's like, I have a really good friend that works at um, Brian Gitz. I'm not gonna say the name of the worst company because I don't have legal indications of that. A larger retail mortgage company. I can't stand them, but the guy's a great guy. Kids, is there any way you can meet with him? And would you would you consider hiring this guy? And I was like, yeah, of course I'll meet with him. Yeah, sure. And he turned out to be a great guy. He's really he's awesome. He's a contributor. But but this is the kind of relationship we had. Not only did I get a good guy out of it, is that I maintained the relationship with the agent. You know, the agent was like, if you own the company and he's working out of your, your home base, your office, I know that it will get done and that you're there, right? Even though I couldn't give him the time that he required. So that's the kind of relationships, you know, um, Anthony was a, had a sales for your, your guys' team. Anthony Frederick. Anthony Frederick. He's awesome. Fantastic. Love him. Right. Yeah, Friend of the show. Table three, it was on a, um, it was on a sales call, your, your huddle couple what a month and a half ago two months like that table number three you know who do you want to be at the wedding you know table number one is and this is how I describe it he's absolutely right when he comes to this table one is you know for the groom and the bride and then table two is for the immediate family and then table three is for the people that you really care about that aren't actually in the family and so do you want to be table 10 or do you want to be table three it's just that simple. And he described it perfectly and it's, it aligns completely with how I think and how the culture that we try to develop here. Great analogy. And, you know, you brought up the, the economic calendar. I know that you, you study the markets. Uh, so you look at this current market that we're in and I know that so many of our listeners are saying, well, you know, how do I stay in front of my past clients in a market like this when I may not be able to, to offer them something at, at the current moment? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, look, if it's, <laughs> I don't know, I've been, this is a really long time, 18 years. I don't know that it's ever been completely one way or the other. It's either a complete seller's market, and, you know, you would never ever, anybody's listening to this in any major market, a seller concession, eight months, 10 months ago, what the heck is that? We right. What that was. No, give me your DNA blood type. I want to see what your kids look like. <laughs> I'm going to get you're going to pay 10% over my wildest dream asking thing, right? Like this is crazy. And so none of it's ever sustainable. It's there's two sides to every coin and it's constantly changing. You just got to kind of stay in front of that. When you, there's always something to offer them. You, right? Hi. Hey, how you doing? It's really that simple. No, it's um, there. Look, if you're calling them and you're staying in front of them or you're emailing them or by whatever means you do it, but do it in a very personal way, because that's what it is. It's very personal. Um, if you're doing that, then they're going to think about their daughter, Cindy, that just got married and is looking for a house. Okay. And you can't tell me, well, rates are too high or this thing or that thing. Look, in this platform, in via UWM and in this space, um, you're ultra competitive right now. So you cannot give me any of that. And my dad's first house is at 
So you can't tell me that people don't buy then. At one point in history, somebody was so pumped, somebody was so pumped, selling at 10% because the week before that was 11. Right? And so it's just that it just doesn't hold to be true. It's, it's easy to kind of get the boohoos, call them the boohoos in this kind of market, but it's just not true, right? It's, it's, it's between your ears, it's in your head. There's always somebody doing something, you know, partner with somebody different than you haven't been for a divorce attorney. Um, they, whatever, right? Expand your sphere of influence. Dunbar's law. Right? If anybody knows Dunbar's law, you know what I'm talking about. Google that out there. Bring your listeners. And so it's, uh, it's the theory of how many personal relationships that you can maintain uh, as a, a human being. Uh, and so it's a lot. It depends on the person. We're around 150 to 220. So multiply that. As you said, it's just you're a human being like, like they're human beings and just, just be personable and, and be a real person. It's not that complicated. It's Don't make it more complicated problem. than it has to be, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just that simple. It's a, you know, some money, yeah, we don't make hubcaps. We don't make cell phones, right? It's nothing tangible that you can actually feel, right? It's the way you make them feel that matters. Great, great stuff. Rich, really appreciate the time. Rich Hunt, president of AGI in Kirkland, Washington. Thanks so much for joining us, Rich. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.